Universal's Mario just smashed records at the box office, while Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 just opened to the lowest box office of any first-of-summer Marvel movie ever. Could it be that when you gender-bend for the kiddos, parents don't want your films, and they don't want your beer with a female penis? Go Woke, Go Broke is only working now because parents and patrons are getting a backbone. They've stopped waving their hand at cultural issues and dismissing them, and they've realized that being a complacent hack is actually a bad thing, and making a difference is good. I get it. There is an outrage a minute, so let me help a little bit. Maybe we can find the outrage to admit that America has been responsible for killing more babies than Hitler's Third Reich ever dreamed of with their genocidal policies. Perhaps the gender mutilation of minors might make you a little hungry in your tummy for justice. Or even how about this? I know you want to focus on important issues of the soul and not get distracted by these petty squabbles going on around us. So maybe you can find time to put Facebook down and realize that close to half of your kids in Gen Z have been diagnosed with mental health conditions. Companies have been emboldened by the fact that activists put their money where their mouth is, while conservatives very often sit back in silence and don't do a thing. Therefore, these companies make a bet. They say, I bet we won't lose a single customer that's in the majority if we practice this nonsense, but we can gain a whole lot by pandering to a marginalized and motivated group. The real question is, why are conservatives so unmotivated when they actually have something to believe in, or at least should? Maybe it's because we stopped believing in the thing that really fuels conservatism long ago, as we'll talk about in the show. But in other words, these companies are just saying, the dummies over here buy our stuff regardless, and the dummies over here, we can exploit them by plastering a rainbow flag on all of our stuff. It makes you really excited for Pride Month, doesn't it? Oh, I can't wait. It's a parade. It's a statement. In both cases, these corporate monsters are playing you for fools, and you have to decide whether they're right or wrong with your money. Today, as we look at The Guardian's cataclysmic box office failure, the Bud Light fallout, and the way in which Hollywood is yet again ramping up their diversity, equity, and inclusion policies to make sure that only certain movies can be included in Oscar nominations, we'll see that we have influence, regardless of how many people you have following you on social media. That influence can make a difference, and you were created to do that kind of difference-making. We'll talk about that and more today on Indie Thinker. Welcome to the show. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And most importantly, don't forget to check out our show sponsor today. Maybe you've thought about being a captain of industry or making some addition to the alternative economy that we're going to be talking about on the show today. And you've thought about starting a business that can truly make a difference in the world. If you want to do that, then you got to have experts on your side. Maybe you need help with accounting, payroll, staffing, and Maybe even you need help with competitive business solutions and strategies. Anchor can help you with all of that. To see how they can put legs underneath your vision, you need to go to anchor.biz today 
to see all of the services they provide. That's A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z. And I promise, not only will you be impressed with the amount of things that they can help you with to take your business to the next level, but you'll also be impressed with the kind of customer service that you get from the folks over at Anchor. They help us here at IndieThinker. Let them help you. But again, to do that, you got to go to A-N-C-U-R dot B-I-Z today to let them show you all the things that they can do. And when you do so, let them know that IndieThinker sent you. Unless you've been living under a rock, you realize by now that Bud Light has been experiencing fallout because they created a can with Dylan Mulvaney's woman face on it. Now, of course, Dylan Mulvaney is a man who parades himself around on TikTok as a girl, not even a woman. And in honor of Dylan Mulvaney's 365th day of girl, supposed girlhood, Bud Light put a pack of beer together for him and sent it over to him in which that TikTok was made that has now gone viral and has cost Bud Light millions of dollars and growing. Now, as we've seen throughout the course of this whole predicament for Bud Light, we've seen the CEO and others come out and speak to this issue. And as we have seen them do this, we've really gotten a window into the soul of the average CEO at these companies. So at first, they started off by suggesting that they had no idea what was really going on. And then they started off by making a uh, another commercial to kind of combat the the backlash that hearkened to patriotism in commercials of the of the past, and then of course uh, this latest statement came from uh, the Bud Light CEO, where he says this quote: "Bud Light executive says misinformation drove controversy. Mulvaney campaign was not an advertisement." So that's it. I just want to focus on that before I actually talk about what misinformation he means. I just want to. Focus on the fact that he said misinformation. Because by and large, the people who talk about misinformation a lot and where this term started really becoming more popular was in, of course, the left-wing mainstream, specifically in the media and in the Biden campaign. I don't know if you remember the Biden czar that was supposed to police misinformation online. It didn't last very long, but that was a, a construction of the left to try to curtail free speech and to try to engineer free speech because our overlords need to protect us from those dirty little people on social media who say things that that they don't like. So uh, misinformation is a talking point from people on the left, and by and large, the drinkers of Bud Light are people on the right, but we even had establishment Republicans and not-so-establishment Republicans come out to defend Bud Light and say, hey, these guys aren't like those other companies, you know? They're, they support right-wing causes and traditional values, so don't worry about that. Focus your energy on, on the bad guys. These aren't them. Well, here's the real problem with that. Outside of the fact that they sound exactly like the left by using words like misinformation, the problem with this campaign in the first place is that it is an implicit endorsement of transgenderism. See, getting back to the substance of what the what this executive actually said is he said that it's misinformation that's driving this campaign. We weren't really doing a marketing campaign. We were just celebrating openly Dylan Mulvaney for being a girl, and so we made some commemorative cans with his face on those things, and then we sent him to him. But this was no partnership. We're not teaming up with Dylan Mulvaney. Well, see, that's not what we on the conservative right are worried about. We're not concerned with the fact that you might have gotten into a marketing deal with deal with Dylan Mulvaney. We're concerned with the fact that you would like to 
proliferate and support the message that a man can be a woman. That's, that's the real problem here. That's what we take exception to. So let me step back and also say that we also take exception to the fact that when you finally got caught for doing this because you didn't think that Dylan Mulvaney would make this post online and that this thing would go viral, when you got caught for doing it, you backpedaled, you lied, and then you provided us commercials like this. Let me tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract. Brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow. Raised by generations willing to sip, share, risk, remember. So you thought you could get away with talking out of both sides of your mouth, that you could send a can to a man that thinks he's a girl, and you could encourage mental illness in society and try to make it mainstream, and that we wouldn't have a problem with that, and that you could make this commercial, and that we'd forget all about what you've done to us like a good domestic abuse victim. Unfortunately, that's not going to suffice. The real remedy for this stuff is repentance, and you Republicans out there should actually get a backbone and not allow Bud Light to squirm their way out of this until this happens. Of course, they've made statement after statement after statement. They've tried to re-engineer this thing so the narrative gets controlled by them. But the one thing that they haven't done is to come out and fully say, a man cannot be a woman and a woman cannot be a man. And that's not kind of the, the, the message that we're going to support at Bud Light. And I'm sorry if people understood that that's what we were doing, but that's not what we believe. Outside of that, there's no way that Bud Light comes back into the good graces of those on the right. And it's important that we do this because in this one small campaign, the right has shown that they have cultural influence. And this is what the left is really concerned of in, in, in reality. They're concerned with us finally waking from our slumber and realizing that we can make a difference in the culture war because for the longest time, the left has been unhindered in their pursuit of pursuing left-wing ideology. And that's why a small majority of people have such power simply because of silence. So in other words, again, if Bud Light is going to truly get back into the good graces of Republicans. We don't want to be like the left. We want to allow them to do that. But the only way that that happens is through a statement of repentance and an acknowledgement that men cannot be women and women cannot be men. But also, you know, they could go the extra mile and truly show their conservative Christian bona fides if they wanted to really get back in the good graces of those on the right. And they could make some jokes like this. In other words, if you are a woman, and you ever find a second beating heart in your body, it's not your body. And if you're a man and you ever find a second beating heart in your body, it's not your body. Also, you are not a man. By the way, I'll link that comedian down in the description of this show so that you can enjoy the many more jokes that he has at the expense of the left. But it's time to move into our second story where I want to show you that Guardians of the Galaxy opens to lower box office than any Disney first of summer Marvel movie ever. Yes, anytime a film opens over 100 million is a positive event for theaters. And yes, for Marvel and Disney, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is an improvement over the lesser initial take of Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. 
Correct also is that it's the second best opening of the year. But the elephant in the room exists. Since 2013, Disney has opened their top summer season Marvel release on this date. Without even having to adjust for inflation, the new Guardians, with $114 million for its U.S.-Canada gross, ranks dead last. Nine out of nine. The fall-off from the last year's entry is steep, down $73 million from Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. And Strange was a sequel to a lesser series release than Guardians. This should be sobering. Volume 2 on the same weekend in 2017 grossed at current ticket prices around $170 million. Again, this Guardians is an asset for theaters for sure, but it is also an incredible stinking pile of horse manure. So the real question is, what really happened here? Why in the world did Guardians do so bad? And you would be right to ask yourself why. Chris Pratt is an outspoken Christian man, and the movie series Guardians has not really been that woke. So the question comes, was this part of Disney's not-so-secret gay agenda coming to bite them in the butt, where parents finally taking a stand and really saying, hey, enough is enough, we're not supporting Disney anymore until they turn around and start doing things the right way. We don't want a secret gay agenda for our family. Like the, the our leadership over there has been so welcoming to like my like not at all secret gay agenda. And well, I, I think the answer to that is no. I mean, shows like The Proud Family just got picked up for another season. And if you don't know The Proud Family, uh, then you should definitely see this. Freedoms even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their son. So if this overtly racist show that they're shoving down the throats of kids could get picked up for a second season, it makes me wonder if Disney is ever going to learn their lesson ever. And by the way, I love Disney, love their parks, would love to support them, and I want them to repent because of selfish reasons, because I like them so much. But I also know that they won't do that unless they feel pressure from from people who support them, unless they feel the pressure of the tightening of their of their money bags. But I don't think this is is why they struggled so much with Guardians. It's possible the movie will even pick up, um, you know, coming into the summer. But but I think this is probably more a sign of hero fatigue more than anything else. And so the question comes: If there is any hope for redemption redemption for Disney in the future, will this kind of backlash persist? And I think the answer is: If this is not on principle, if this is not about Disney's not so secret gay agenda, then the answer to this is no. It won't persist, and it never will persist unless people with a conscience and with a backbone create alternatives that are better. See, the the kind of boycotts that come along with boycotting Disney will only be successful until the next big thing that somebody wants to watch comes along because the vast majority of people don't have the moral fortitude and the moral courage to stick to their guns and to resist things that are bad, even if it's bad for your kids. So I don't think it's going to persist. The only way it will persist is if people with a conscience get serious about making alternatives that are better for those involved. Better movies, better content, better quality, better message, better all the way around. And by the way, you may think to yourself, better than Disney? Is that really going to happen? This multi-billion dollar company that's probably one of the most powerful companies in the world? I don't know, but I do know this. Disney is making it easier and easier on us with things like Doctor Strange's Two Moms, The Eternals' Gay Kiss. 
and Buzz Lightyear's lesbian moment. They are begging us to run to other alternatives. If you don't think it's a good idea for Disney's not-so-secret gay agenda to be pushed down the throat of your children, then perhaps you need to change your watching habits. Perhaps you need to turn off the channel and be morally and spiritually consistent with your children because, by the way, they're not just watching Disney, they're also watching you. But even further, we should also be on board with supporting alternatives and putting our money where our morals are in terms of supporting the places that are creating the kind of content that you do want your kids to watch. Now, it's never going to get better and up to par with Disney unless we do that. Presently, no, there's no way that these kind of media alternatives are going to compete with Disney in terms of the kind of quality and the kind of money that they invest in their projects. But we can beat them in terms of message. But only if the people who believe those messages are willing to be morally and spiritually consistent. And speaking of morally and spiritual inconsistencies, it's time for Bible study with Democrats. Oh, God of pronouns. Now, typically in this portion of the show, I talk about how those on the left have butchered scripture to their own kind of humiliation, and I try to highlight that. But today I'm going to be a little bit more broad, and I want to go to the religion of the left nonetheless, but a religion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I want to show you how Richard Dreyfus just recently came out vocally and spoke out against the religion of Hollywood, which is diversity, equity, and inclusion especially as it pertains to Oscar's contention, because just recently there have been some new rules put in place in order for people to be considered for an Oscar. And uh, the story goes like this. Starting in 2024, films will be required to meet new inclusion standards um, to be eligible for the Academy Awards for Best Picture. They'll have to have a certain percentage of actors or crew from underrepresented racial and ethnic groups you think of these new inclusion standards for films? They make me vomit. Why? Because this is an art form. It's also a, a form of commerce and it makes money, but it's an art. And no one should be telling me as an artist that I have to give in to the latest, most current idea of what morality is. And what are we risking? Are we really risking hurting people's feelings? You can't legislate that. And you have to let life be life. And I'm sorry, I don't think that there's a minority or a majority in the country that has to be catered to like that. Now, before I get to the four commandments that were brought to us from on high that you must obey in order to get an Oscar, I just want to make mention of two things that Dreyfus said right there. First of all, he essentially says that morality is not contemporary. Now, I don't know from what basis that he derives that from, but I can assure you that he is correct. That morality is not like a venereal disease. It's just a bad decision that you made in the moment, and then you have to suffer the consequences of it later. Morality is time-tested wisdom that's been brought down to us in the, 
in the present, which why as a conservative, I believe that the greatest expression of conservatism is and should be Christianity that brings down and conserves the wisdom brought to us in scripture because there is a historic and authoritative document called the Bible that we should derive our morality from. Where leftists in Hollywood today derive their morality from, other than feelings, I really don't know. But see, this is the problem. And and Dreyfus will go on to say that regardless of if you're marginalized or you're a minority or you're in the majority, nobody wants to be pandered to and catered to like this. We just want the best things to, to actually win. So kudos to him for actually saying something that is patently obvious, but still all that much more brave when you realize that things that are patently obvious in Hollywood really escape a lot of people. But here are the four commandments that you must obey in order to get your Oscar. Here they go. The four standards are described as expanding on-screen representation, themes, or narrative, expanding representation among creative leadership and and department heads, providing industry access and opportunities to underrepresented demographics, and expanding representation in audience development. Now, as I, I that's the first time I read any of that that stuff, and I just the last one. How do you expand audience representation? Like, are they going to go around checking all the movie theaters and making sure that the demographic is like you have ten this and eleven that or whatever? I I don't understand any of that, but I, I know what they're after here. At the end of the day, representation is just another name for what they want to do is they want to pat themselves on the back and feel better about themselves for having multiple ethnicities, whether that's in front of the camera or behind the camera. And here's what I have to say about all of that. Diversity requirements are fine for dissertation papers, but bad for Hollywood. I know the heart, and it's partly good, good in that they want people who don't get a shot to get one. Bad in that they believe that the reason people don't get a shot was because of the color of their skin. Do you really believe that woke Hollywood is not hiring people because they're black? I guarantee you, if you're willing to sell your soul literally and physically, you can get a job anywhere in Hollywood. Now, Hollywood should hire the best person for the job. This is a real point at the end of the day, regardless of skin color. And and they should be more concerned with story and the art and not identity politics. As it has become more race-centered, Hollywood that is, it has become more stupid. When Braveheart was killing King Edward, it was great because he was telling us that tyrants can take our life, but they'll never take our freedom. When Russell Crowe said, what we do in life echoes in eternity, no one cared he was white, even black people, all because writing good material makes a good movie. Skin color is irrelevant unless the character demanded to be a certain race. So what I mean by that is unless you want, you know, black George Washington and white Black Panther, then we don't need to be very concerned with race except when it actually pertains to the roles. All of this merely represents the values of the left on full display, or what you might say is their morality. They place such emphasis on the body because they no longer believe in the soul. Perhaps reclaiming Christian virtue will help us reclaim real morality. And then and only then can we not only regain our soul, but we can start actually making good movies again. Top Gun 2 may have saved Hollywood's ass. But how much longer will Hollywood shake their ass in our face and call that cinematic? Taste it there. Nom, 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 eat it up. 
I suspect if we're really going to save Hollywood, we're going to need more movies like Passion 2 and others like it. But for that to happen, we'll all have to start putting our money where our morals are. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. You can also comment below, but most importantly, go with God.